Gather at the Winter Village at Cameron Run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights. Enjoy a fun, unstructured outdoor family experience just a few minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Explore whimsical light displays, snap selfies, and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink. Book your visit early. Calendars fill fast, so make your plans with friends, visitors, guests, or that special someone today. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports family. Much love to the fam. Appreciate y'all being in this episode of the Coma. Much love to the Black and Gold family. We up in this thing. Shout out to the fam, man. Listen, uh, the area is under severe uh, weather right now. So for all the family members out there that's in the affected area, um, it was uh, tough stuff that happened, man, on, on the West Bank. I was watching some of the footage before we came on. i just like to give a shout-out to all those people and uh, hope you guys stay safe in that really severe weather that's happening, that happened. Most of it looks like it got past us, and it's a lot of damage that's out there. And I was looking at some of the video feeds of some of the stuff that was happening and showing some of the tornadoes passing, so... A shout out and prayers to some of the family members that's impacted by this out here. So this is some of the film footage right here. As you can see, one of the tornadoes passing right here, a big one that was passing. And of course, one confirmed debt, according to news, the news broadcast is showing it right here. So you can see uh, a big one moving past the area. You know, let me fire it up. I thought it was running. Yeah, there it is. You can see uh, the interstate there and. And the uh, a big one moving there across the area. So the family members that's involved that seen this thing or or that's been affected. I seen some damage on the West Bank. Uh, uh, you guys, uh, prayers to you guys, and please be safe after the storm. Look like a lot of it's beyond us at one point. But Saint Bernard has report 
have confirmed one death. So very sorry to hear that. All right. Shout out to the fam, man. Appreciate y'all being in this episode of the coma, man. Please feel free to hit the like button. Uh, hit the subscribe button as well uh, for the sports coma. We up in this thing. Shout out to the entire great Saint thank tank. I appreciate you guys for being in this episode of the coma is we're going to talk about the fact that the saints did add a new player to the, the team. Uh, we'll get into that in just a second. Shout out to the fam, AK, the scientist shout out to you fam. Appreciate you. Irvin, who that to you, brother, Jerry, shout out GM Kev. Good to see you fam. Brother Tano is in this thing as well. Mr. Pop street thousand. Uh, who else we got chiming in? Brother Lewis, shout out to you. Good to see you. Brother Rails in the building. Brother Tory, shout out to Brother Tory. Gundam's in the building. Uh, Zandale's in the building. Trav 504, shout out to you. BJ9, shout out to your fan. Appreciate you as well. Big ups to you. Swag fan, shout out to you. Good to see you in the stream. OG to the third degree, shout out to you, brother. Good to see you in the building. Brother Eric Howard, shout out to you, bro. Good to see you. Shrine, shout out to you as well. Brother Jermaine's in the building. Shrine says, do you guys think we can sweep the Falcons? Well, if the Saints can run the football, we might have a chance against the Falcons, but just just strictly operating on the Saints passing game and the running running game not really giving us much, it does cut our chances down because the Falcons, are they more motivated than the Saints? That's the thing. And can the Saints motivate themselves because it damn sure won't be Dennis Allen doing any motivating uh, if you couldn't motivate the team over the last two games, and it was basically should have been a playoff mindset against the 49ers and against the Bucks. So a lot of it's really contingent upon Dennis Allen motivational abilities, which he has none. And of course, due to Saints finally uh, get a, a, a upper higher degree of desperation or urgency uh, to propel the team forward. So we got to figure out the running attack. If we uh, run the ball better and we should with Eric, uh, McCoy coming back, he was designated to return. We'll get into most of that. So if they can run the ball, we should have, you know, and not rely totally on the running, on the passing game. We should have some degree of success. So those guys are motivated to win. We'll have the preview stream tomorrow, fam, just to let you know as big low chimes in uh, on the on the Falcon side of things. We'll uh, have the preview stream tomorrow. So y'all be looking out for that. St. John Butler, shout out to your brother Jermaine. Shout out to your Bobby. Uh, the Space Ghost, shout out to you, bro. Molly Mall's in the building as well. Good to see you uh, as well. Big ups to the fam. Appreciate you, brother Derek. I see you, brother Derek White. Shout out to you, man. Good to see y'all. Appreciate y'all uh, being here. Brother Daniel Burton, shout out to you, my friend. What's up, Jarrell? Shout out, bro. Baraka, what's happening, fam? Good to see you. Uh, DeWine's in the building. What's up, my brother? How you doing? Uh, Josh Go 23 shout out to you, Josh. Good to see you and all the who that's uh, in this thing that I didn't see. Uh, much love to the fam. Appreciate y'all. Y'all hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and feel free to share the show's links on your social media feed. It helps to broadcast out in a major capacity. So let's get it cooking, fam. We'll start off with the injury report from the black and gold. And, 50, and you look at the Saints, uh, 13 players. That that one three, that 13 number of players were listed on Wednesday's injury report. Uh, but we got a bit of good news uh, you know, with it being that McCoy, and I'll cover that momentarily. But the linebacker, Zach Bowen, had an ankle, did not practice in the matchup. JT Gray was limited with the hamstring issue. Mark Ingram did not practice, and he was ultimately put on the injury uh, list today. He was put on IR today officially ending his season. 
Uh, Jawan Johnson had an ankle issue. He was limited. So was Cam with a foot issue. Laddie Daddy uh, was limited in practice today. Hopefully he finally gets an opportunity to play against the Falcons. Will Lutz had an illness, so he was shut down. Ryan Ramchek was simply resting with that knee issue. Troutman had an ankle issue, limited. Pete Werner, good news on Pete Werner. I thought he'd be done for the rest of the season. Uh, he's there. Peyton Turner, both of our, draft, our young defensive players, one with an uh, ankle issue, the other one with an ankle issue. They both were limited. Dwayne Washington had an illness. He didn't practice. And P.J. Williams had, it hadn't been a pretty good year for T.J. A lot, P.J., a lot of injuries uh, to him. Uh, this year, basically just stalling out his year. And of course, the Falcons, only two damn injuries to report. Marcus Mariota, who was placed on IR and the guard situation that did not play. So the Falcons, not only have they got a short injury list, if this is indeed a, read, a real list from the Falcons, and of course, the Saints dealing with a lot of stuff there. So it's interesting, man, to say the least, as we keep this thing moving. So like we said, I think the best part of it is like if you look at one of the reports right here, and this is uh, from Aaron Wilson of the NFL reporting that the Saints signed Josh Andrews. We we, we waived these guys and then signed them right on back. We did it with Kevin White. Uh, Josh Andrews to the practice squad and placed Mark Ingram on the IR. He's done and designated Eric McCoy, our starting center, uh, to uh, Eric McCoy to come back from the IR along with Chase Hansen, who's mostly a special teams linebacker for us, uh, who played pretty decently in the preseason, by the way. Um, but I don't know if the Saints will give him an opportunity to play. He more than likely will get in there and play some special teams reps for him, no doubt about it. But the big news there is McCoy coming off of IR. We definitely could use his services in the last month of football because uh, that'll give the Saints line some uh, power up the center that we've been lacking over the last couple of games. When McCoy went down, you can see it. Josh Andrews wasn't nothing there, and Cesar Ruiz didn't do uh, a, a lot anyway at the center position. So having McCoy back there is a big plus. So they paid the Saints, broke him off right after they traded Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, and McCoy's worth his weight in gold, to be honest with you. The only issue is do the Saints get smart? <sighs> That's a big question. And move Trevor Penning in at the left tackle position for the month, the last month of football, which you're waiting on. First round draft pick, you got a month left of football. Put him in there, start him at the left tackle position, and let's go at it. You know, let's have at it. Let's see what Penning can do. So let's see if they got the vision to do that. All right. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Yeah, what's up, Eugene? Shout out uh, a shout out to Eugene chiming in from Philly. Shout out to you, my brother. Good to see you in the chat. What's up, KB? Shout out to the Queens. 
in the coma. Much love. What's up, Dana? Good to see you. Much love to Dana. Shout out to you. Appreciate you. Zach, shout out to your fam. Appreciate you being here as well. Much love to the fam. Y'all hit the like button for me. So, yeah, that's good news right there that Eric McCoy returns because we definitely need to push. He That will definitely help uh, us running the ball in the center because we was running up the center and to the right and really not getting much of a push with Elvin Kamara. The Saints ultimately did do something with the running game, and they signed this guy right here. Uh, they claimed him off of waivers from the Arizona Cardinals, and Eno Benjamin claimed him off the waiver wire. And he and the Saints get that waiver wire. They claimed him according to Adam Schefter. Gave the call and says uh, they claimed him off a of waiver wire per sources. His agent Drew uh, Rosenhaus and Jason Rosenhaus confirmed the move that that this running back Eno Benjamin is officially with the black and gold. And of course, you claim off the waiver wire. The Saints got to add the man to the active. Maybe they add him to the active roster. We'll see. Saints have claimed former Cardinals brief Texans running back Eno Benjamin off a of waiver today. And Benjamin has a real possibility to stick around and replace the snaps loss in the wake of Ingram. So, of course, Ingram goes on the IR. You did, you know, earlier in the week, at, you know, sign David Johnson to the active roster. So David Johnson basically is on a team as Ingram goes on to the IR and then they give the Saints an extra back because Dwayne Washington is dealing with injury as well. They signed Eno Benjamin. Now, Benjamin is just 23 years old, former seven-round selection back in 2020's NFL draft. He come from the Arizona State Sun Devils, had 104 career rushes for 417 and three touchdowns. It's important to note that the two offensive lines he ran behind in his pro career have been, have been pretty dire, according to Sigler. He had a lot of potential uh, coming out of college, and he's been pretty effective as a pass catcher. He's one of those scat-back types something the Saints will likely ask him to do a bit, not SF if they get him on the field. Now, remember, Eno Benjamin, I was watching college film on Eno Benjamin, and he is definitely a scat back with some speed. And I was wondering, I was like, okay, this is a good guy to pick up for the Saints to give him another kind of shifty running back that's good in space, that can run around you, not through you, but run around you, catch the ball like a wide receiver. But we have a guy like that on the practice squad. His name is Kirk Merritt. And Kirk Merritt's familiar with the system. So perhaps this guy will be a guy that they just put on the practice squad for depth purposes. They did the Saints did play um did play uh Kirk Merritt in the last contest. He didn't really, you know, get going like you expect him, but he was out there uh getting reps. We just he just didn't have much of an impact on the game. So it could just be another roster filler, but this move has a lot more potential than other running backs the team has brought in throughout the season. But yeah, Eno Benjamin is a very uh, is a talented running back. He is, he is a talented running back. He is a scat back type of back. But I like Kirk Merritt. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think Kirk Merritt is a guy that gives us a lot. He's a similar back with speed, and I, I can run around you, can catch the ball. And I think the Saints have had a problem in getting. Uh, you know, getting guys like that going. And I'm like often saying, where's the imagination with Pete Carmichael for the Saints? Why are they not using decoy and Kamara as a wide receiver, moving them out and around? You don't just have to keep them just situated to behind uh, the, the offensive line as a running back. Get them out there, move them around, set them up like a wide receiver and get and put another running back. Put David Johnson out there while you got Elvin Kamara spread out to the left or the right there. 
spread out the defense. And then if you need to, you can draw David Johnson up the middle of a spread out defense as opposed to running Elvin Kamara against a stacked box because the defense is not afraid of Andy Dalton's throwing capabilities. They're not afraid of, of Taysom Hill's throwing abilities and they damn sure not afraid of Andy Dalton. So they'll just stack the box as much as they want. And then they'll stop the Saints from running and say, okay, if you want to beat us, you're going to have to let Andy Dalton beat us. Uh, he's going to have to beat us throwing the ball. And, and Andy Dalton hasn't been able to do that. What is his record as a starting quarterback? And it's not all on him, but his record as a starting quarterback for the Saints isn't that good. So the Saints are not void of talent. The Saints have a lot of talent. It is what they're doing with the talent that they have. So when we looking at this and when we, watching the game and we seeing players that can play guys like, and we said the same thing. We know Kirk Merritt can play. We know cause we seen him play uh, during preseason. We seen him play uh, in camp. We know the guy could play. He's one of our brightest stories during camp. So we know he has some potential and some talent, just like we seen with Rashid Shaheed when he got an opportunity to get out there. We got some undrafted guys that are good that can help the team. The only issue is the Saints lack imagination. They lack imagination in the offense. They keep doing the same thing over and over again. That's lending itself to losses and they, for whatever reason, don't ask me why. They just can't seem to understand that they're doing the same thing. It's freaking Groundhog's Day over there in the offensive room for the Saints. And usually when that happens, you got a guy who got tunnel vision. He thinking he's doing something. You're not doing a damn thing. And of course, when you see that happen, you got to be able to evaluate what's going wrong. Every loss, we hear the same thing. We got to do better. We got to do better. But usually when you figure out that you're not doing what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to go back and look over the film. And the film tells it all. The film shows it all. It shows it all. And the Saints, if they study and film correctly, like most people know how to do, they're supposed to make adjustments, adjustments to their offense, to their defense, to their special teams to improve it to the next week. You see, so a lot of time it's not talent. It's not talent. The Saints are a very, despite the injuries, the Saints have a very talented team. The talent is there. The issue is the imagination of the offense when offense is stammering, stumbling, and bumbling to get out of its own way out of the, what, nine or ten drops the Saints amass for a full game. They score one or two of those drops. That's a terrible ratio. That's a very bad ratio. Two touchdowns against the 49ers several weeks ago, you win. A One extra touchdown against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you win. Why aren't the Saints able to score touchdowns as opposed to field goals. They haven't figured that out. Why are they still committing false start penalties and miscommunication issues? Guys not knowing who they blocking. And it's a month left in the season. You can't say it's rust no more. That was going after a month worth the games. It's just non-disciplined guys not knowing what they're supposed to do. And the attention to detail and the disciplinarian aspect of a coach, he has to be on those players. You can't let players all always coach themselves. You wouldn't need a job if that was the case, Dennis Allen. If you would let the co- the players coach themselves, you know that is good. When you have good veteran leadership there, which I thought we had. And listen, 
I'm I'm really my eyes are opening up a lot. And I don't like I said, I look at the game a little differently than most. Like I'm looking at the Saints and I'm saying, damn, I thought they had it figured out. I thought they had the game plan. But just like in real life, things shift on you and you got to make adjustments. You got to make adjustments and the Saints aren't making the adjustments needed to keep winning. And it's like almost just like the historical uh, story about the dinosaurs. You had the dinosaurs roaming around, all this kind of stuff. And next thing you know, a meteorite, according to the scientists, came down and bam, changed everything in a matter of seconds. Right. So the dinosaurs weren't intelligent enough. Well, the bigger ones, some of the the water, the I guess the water variety or the ones that were to the water, they were able to go into the water and avoid the catastrophe that the southern, the uh, the surface ones couldn't avoid. So they couldn't adjust to what was going on. And ultimately they died. And that's where that little story comes by, by the adjusting and the dinosaurs. That's why they're not here anymore because they couldn't adjust to the conditions. And it's the same thing as the saints. Not only is just that example is the fact that the dinosaurs are ancient. And so is the saints brass at the top. They are old, no disrespect to our older people here. But what I'm saying is when it's football, on the field and above the field, it's a young person sport. It really is. And you have to be able to galvanize. And if you, it's a great disparity between the top and the bottom, how are you going to get the talent or not only get the talent? Cause they amass some talent. They're talented, but how are you going to find the proper people to bridge the gap between the players on the field, the administrators in the middle and the guys at the top? Cause usually the guys at the top are older people's. But if they're smart, they'll get a guy in the middle that is right in between the age of the guys at the top and the guys that's on the ground. You see what I'm saying? And in between there, that guy right there knows what he's doing. He can find the proper people to coach the guys on the ground and communicate to the people at the top of the organization. And the Saints are old. You got Mickey Loomis. Hold on here, Q. You can't be calling me a dinosaur. Gather at the Winter Village at Cameron Run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights. Enjoy a fun, unstructured outdoor family experience just a few minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Explore whimsical light displays, snap selfies, and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink. Book your visit early. Calendars fill fast, so make your plans with friends, visitors, guests, or that special someone today. Buy tickets today at CameronIceAndLights.com. That's CameronIceAndLights.com. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Come on now. I'm a, you, know, you can't be calling me a, a Lumosaurus. I'm not a Lumosaurus. Yes, you are, Mickey. Mickey, you are a Lumosaurus. That's what the hell you are. Well, why? Well, hold on now. What are you talking about here, Q? What's going on here? What are you talking about? I'm, I'm not a dinosaur. Yes, you are, Mickey. Well, what makes me? Well, hold on here. I'm, I'm getting fired up now. You can fire up all you want. The bottom line is, Mickey Loomis, you've lost your way, sir. You've lost your way. 
And I'm sorry that you don't have people around you to tell you the truth. It's what I was saying to a lot of the people out there. When you get to a, a certain level of success, keep people that you love and trust next to you so that they can tell you the truth about where you are. Cause sometimes we get a certain level of, of success and it can go to your head if you're not strong enough to control it. Because when you start getting your money, you start getting position, all this kind of stuff. And it, sometimes it has the ability to magnify that negative quality. So you have to be able to be on code with yourself and with people around you. And when you have that good team around you, they keep you grounded, keep you centered. The saints have no such team. You got nothing but butt kissers in there and the butt kissers will, or, or parasites, they'll ride you into the ground. And then when you die, they'll just go to somebody else and suck off them. You see, that's just what they do. That's just that character type. So the, what I'm saying is, is that the saints have to make a move some kind of way. And I like Jeff Ireland. I just think Jeff Ireland had an opportunity to be in the general manager before, but if it came down to picking a general manager that can be that person, that middle person on the team, it has to be a guy like Harley. He knows how to work the cap. He was educated by, I showed him. I showed Kai Harley. I showed him. So what's the purpose of showing him, Mickey, if you're not going to promote him? You're making general managers for your rivals. Is that what's going on here? That's not the idea. You don't create and, and you know, sustain and grow talent in building just to let it go to your rivals so that they can reap the rewards of your harvest. You're supposed to eat off your own fruit first. And if you won't give something to somebody else, then you do it after your family is fed. You see what I'm saying? After your children eat and you got something left over, then you can give it up the street to whoever need it. You see, if you got an abundance left. But right now, there we need young leadership where Loomis is. And I'm not saying fire Loomis because the Saints will never do that. But what they should do is move Loomis up and out of the way so you can bring Kai Harley up to the position of general manager so he can find his own coach so that they can find the, you know, the person that galvanizes the guys on the ground. I'm telling you, it's a big difference when you have somebody around your age group that's communicating the game. Now you got guys, young guys on the field, but I use the Willie green model that the saints did. Now, I mean that the Pelicans did and the saints are jointed, but before they got Willie Green, the coach of the Pelicans, they had Stan Van Gundy, an old-ass coach. Prior to that, an even older coach in Elvin Gentry. Young team, old-ass coach, losing. Losing. It's not college. This is pros. It's not college. That should work in the college with a lot of them old guys, but in the pros, is different. So you had old coach and older, even older coach, and then old coach, and then when they got Willie Green, it changed because he has the ability and the communication, motivational abilities to be able to talk to those young players. He can speak the language of the young people to get them to understand what he want, what he wants, and what the people above him want him to do, and then what want them to do, and then his synergy, his chemistry, and his harmony in the organization because the, it's it's no communication issues. It's no communication breakdown. It's no communication issues. And I've said this and I've, and I've kind of surprised about it because I was looking at the Saints and I was saying to myself, man, my goodness, I thought they had the game figured out. But they got a one, two step program that Mickey Loomis likes to do. You know, they don't want to give up Dennis Allen. Obviously, the, he will have to crash and burn, which he is crashing and burning. But he would have to crash and burn even further more than if he if he lose the rest of these games then it's a hard case for them to keep him there and justify, say, we're going to give him another opportunity. Hell no. 
That's not how it works here. Not in the who that nation over the last so many years. You don't have bring a guy in to a team that's supposed to be a nine to 10 win team, right? So it's supposed to be, it ain't supposed to be four and nine, it's supposed to be nine and four. And then the dude takes the talent that he has and crashes and burns the team, not because of injuries, because they had people there, young guys that replaced. It was deep, just issues with the offense, him not checking his offensive coordinator. Even if Pete Carmichael was getting bland and boring like his offense was, Dennis Allen set up there just like Mickey Luma set up there and watched them people crash and burn. Mickey Luma shot should have gotten involved at least four or five games ago and told Dennis Allen, listen, you got to change this and fix this. But we got guys sitting on golden thrones in the who that nation sitting up there at the top. And they think they have a promotion and a publicity team to come out and roll out to your ass that the reason why the Saints are losing is because of injuries. They do this every year. When they they fail, they blame the injuries. When you're never supposed to blame injuries for your failure. You're never supposed to. The Saints last year had historical injuries that did it, but they still could have won games. They only needed one more win to get into the playoffs. They fell short. Quarterback situation was a big issue. This year, the Saints have... A, a, a guy there that's healthy enough to play, but they don't play him. We rocking with the backup. Offense stammering, stumbling, bumbling, can't get Kamara going. The people saying he's disinterested. I don't know if he's disinterested. I think he's interested. It's the fact that they're not using him properly. He's a weapon. He's a force, and the Saints are not using him properly. They lack the imagination to get it going. And, with, and no disrespect to Andy Dalton. He has some good moments during this season. But nobody's afraid of Andy Dalton. Like when we play all those AFC West opponents, uh, all these the Baltimore's and the Cincinnati's and the Pittsburgh Steelers, and now we're going to play the Cleveland Browns, all of these teams. By the way, we lost to all of those teams. You know that? <laughs> all of the teams that were used to seeing Andy Dalton, the Steelers, the Bengals, and the Ravens all beat the Saints this season. Because they know how to beat Andy Dalton. They knew who he is. When when Solomon Wilcox came on the show for the Cincinnati matchup, when he was recapping that matchup and he talked about Andy Dalton this and Andy Dalton that and the fact that there was a familiarity in, in the in, in the West knowing, or what is it, the West, the NFC North, I think it was. It Was it the North? What the hell? I, I forget. So I think it was, y'all remind me, it's, I think it's the AFC North that they're in. No, 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 no. Yeah, the North. I don't know. Y'all remind me if I'm saying the wrong one, but the reality is this. They know who this man is. They know his, his downfalls. He doesn't scare anybody. He can't force the ball up the field. At least Jameis Winston gives him that. He backs the defense off. We don't stick with him because the coach said, no, we're going to keep with the backup. And that's why we are where we are. We're not doing anything radical. We're not, you know, changing anything. We're not adjusting. And when you don't change and adapt, you die. That's why we look at bad as what we are. So at some point, even though we bring in the Enu Benjamin or we have a, a, a Kirk Merritt that we bring in off the practice squad or any of these guys, if the Saints brain trust offensive wise cannot get these guys in the game plan effectively using them, not just certain areas of the game, but in the full context of the game where you got your best playmakers or playmakers out there making plays to to move the game. And really the Saints just need to focus on scoring three touchdowns a game. They can't even give you that. Over the last several contests, the Saints have averaged less than 14 points a game for their offense, which is 
terrible. So people ask me, Q, can we win these games? It depends. It depends on whether the Saints can run the ball. It depends on the Saints not turning the ball over and getting more turnovers. It des- it depends on Saints when they need to convert touchdowns as opposed to kick uh, touch uh, inter- uh, field goals. Can they do that? Can they get touchdowns where they would usually kick field goals? Can Dennis Allen make a call on a fourth and one when you're in this crutch of the moments and you need a, a, a down and you're on a 44-yard line, on their 44-yard line? Can Dennis Allen pull up his pants and say, you know what, we're going to put the jumble package in there. We're going to get that one yard. Can he do that? Because he damn sure didn't do it for the Tampa Bay game. He put the punting unit in there on Tampa's 44-yard line after Ingram stepped out, after the bad slant pass on third and one, he put the punt unit in there on Tampa's 44-yard line as opposed to the jumbo package. So you don't have a guy. You got a scary coach out there. So as long as you got a guy that's – thank you. There you go, Ant-Man, AFC North. I'm sorry, y'all. Sometimes I just get kind of – you know, I forget some of that stuff, man, because I be focused on my squad. But y'all get the point of what I'm saying about the AFC North. Y'all get what I'm saying, that every last one of them teams beat the Saints and you got one more team left, and it's the Browns. They know who Andy Dalton is. They're not scared of him throwing the football. They're not. If you beat them with Andy Dalton throwing the ball, they tell you they shake your hand and say you deserve to win. But you won't beat us with Elvin Kamara. That's what they tell you. So they stop the Saints from running the ball and force Dalton to beat them. That's what it comes down to. And they're not scared of Taysom throwing the ball either. They're not. So how do you overcome that dynamic? How do you do that? You know, some games Andy Dalton played well enough for the Saints to win, like against the 49ers. He played well enough for the Saints to win. You had wide receivers dropping the ball that game. Jawan Johnson dropped the ball through his hands off of his neck. Taysom Hill dropped the ball in the end zone that same drive. So, you know, Dalton in certain games do enough for you to win. He, you know, he, he, he does enough some games to win. And then some games in some of those same games, he'll hurt you bad. Like he'll turn around. It's, it's so maddening. Cause it's, it's almost, you know, you know, genius versus just a complete dumbass. You see what I'm saying? Because one moment he'll look really excellent on the drive. And then that very next drop, he taken a seven yard loss sack to force you in the third and long situation and now the defense playing off of you and forcing you to throw the ball into the coverage that they want. You see, that wasn't on the Saints offensive line when he took that seven-yard loss. That was on him standing around there taking too much time to throw the ball. Just throw the ball away. You can't take sacks in those. And that's the type of madness or maddening effect of watching Andy Dalton because he's not a starting quarterback. That's a backup out there, man. That's a backup. And the question is, does... Dennis goes to Jameis. Hell no, he ain't going to go unless Dalton gets hurt. Then that's when he'll go to Jameis. There is no other scenario. So anyway, let me give you a little scouting report on in, in, on Benjamin, by the way, family. 58207, as you can see right here. This was his draft card uh, from the draft right here. You can see his 40-yard dash. Uh, it's not very impressive. It's a full five seven right there. 12 on his bench press. And the scout, and this is his bio right here. And I think they have his... his um, his uh, scout card right here. And this is the overview as done by Lance Zerline of NFL. Who's a scout over there. He says slightly, slightly undersized three down option with unorthodox running style that keep everyone on the field guessing, including his own team. Benjamin thrives when runs go off schedule. I'm over in, in improv, you know, a guy that does improv, you know, he, he creates 
uh, all kind of little runs and stuff. I've seen f- footage on him running around guys, and he has the speed to get around you, even though it didn't show. Right here, they compare him to, to Devin Singletary, the Chicago Bears guy, the running back they have. They projected him as a third-round uh, running back, but he got picked up in the seventh round that year, so he fell quite a bit. So he says he he's elusive. Is all his elusiveness is always on display, but he he but he is competitive. A tough runner when it comes when it's time to get down. Benjamin Benjamin needs a spread based running game that allows for more space and freedom. We talked about that scat back, satellite back type guy. You got a spread offense type. Uh, we can't even give so the ultimate space back satellite guy in the NFL is Elvin Kamara, and the Saints offense is not giving him any room to operate. So, you know, Benjamin in that ilk, not as good as Kamar, but obviously further down, but has some of the same uh, attributes as so far as elusiveness and catching the ball out the backfield, running around doing stuff like that. So we'll see how they acclimate him to what the Saints are doing. Needs a spread based running game that allows for more space and freedom, but must become more decisive as a NFL back. He offers value in a dual run catch capacity Day two, and they say rounds two to three, he fell all the way to the seven round. They show you all of his strengths right there and some of his weaknesses here. So, but this this is not a bad running back for the Saints to have, uh, and depending on how they uh, utilize him. But like I said, you have a similar back in a guy like Kirk Merritt that's out there for the Saints that knows the Saints system. They knows the scheme. It's just we're we not finding opportunities for some of these guys to uh, to happen. All right, so shout out to the fam. Appreciate y'all being here. Uh, Gundam says, Q, uh, did you say in October that Dennis Allen can't go back to Winston or he'll look like an end? Yeah, I remember. I remember people ask me all the time, Q, is he going to go back to him? And I was like, nah, he's not going to go back to him. You know, and then the big thing was, of course, that when Jameis came out and talked to the reporters, when he did that, that really put Jameis in Dennis Allen's doghouse without him saying that. He just simply removed him and says, nah, you did that to me. Even though it was his fault for lying to Jameis, that's just how tainted and corrupt his mind works. But at the same time, that's why you won't see him out there. He put him in a doghouse. He's upset with him talking to the reporters. There's no other way or reason why Jameis shouldn't be playing. Why isn't he not playing? Andy Dalton's not tearing it up for him to, you know, to keep Jameis at bay. And you need a spark out there. So, you know, I, I I deem it more pettiness than injury. That's what I'm going to keep it because I don't put nothing. That low vibrational energy is not beyond Dennis Allen, the way he operates. We already he's already established as a liar and a deceiver and a backstabber. And Dennis and Jameis Winston wasn't the only one that talked about him. It was also Keenan Lewis. Remember, Keenan Lewis was the one who he got in the situation with. And Dennis Allen went to Sean Payton and asked him to cut. Keenan Lewis, do y'all remember that? And Keenan Lewis was quite uh, uh, vocal about Dennis Allen, you know, quite vocal, vocal about him. I want to say they almost came to fisticuffs. I ain't gonna say that, but I, 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 that's what I'm. My recollection is getting they got like kind of close, but then again, maybe not because Dennis Allen is anti-confrontational. Maybe he was yelling and he had guys in between them. <laughs> that fits more of Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen ain't gonna take it to nobody like that. I mean, Skeletor Bailers have more heart than him. But yes, you're absolutely right, Gundam. That's my call on it, man. And then another question I asked from the previous stream was this. Why did Jameis go to the reporters? Why didn't Jameis go to Loomis? That's the question that I asked that should have been asked originally. You go outside the building, you 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 desperate. Was there a conversation with Mickey Loomis 
to talk to, you know, this is my 20 plus million dollar quarterback. I have to make him happy at all counts. Did he have a discussion with Mickey Loomis about playing? Did he take that to Mickey? That's the question before you take it to the reporters. Did you take that conversation? Did you take your grievances to Mickey Loomis? That's my question. You know, did you take it to Mickey? And then Mickey saying, oh, well, I'm going to talk to Dennis. Did he say that? And then he said, you know what? I'm going to the reporters because that's interesting because all this could have been avoided if Jameis, who's a 20 plus million dollar quarterback over two years with the Saints, went up to the general manager who's Dennis Allen boss and lay out his grievances. Then Dennis would come uh, call Dennis to his, then Mickey would call Dennis to his office with Jameis and he will hash out and say, listen, what we need to do to get this right, because we need to get back to winning. Did that happen? That's the question. That's the type of shit I want to know. You know, I know the end result, but what led up to that? Did he go to Mickey did, or did he just went straight to the reporters? And if he did go to Mickey Lomas, you know, you know, a situation, all this could have been averted simply by Mickey, who's the boss, telling Dennis to come to his office. Jameis is already there. And then we hashed it out because we need to get back to winning. Justify the money. That's my common thing. My common logic is if I'm paying you 20 plus million over the next couple of years, this year and next year, I have to justify your contract for you that if you're making that kind of money, there is no way you sitting on a bitch. If the medical staff is telling me that you could play. If the medical staff is saying, yeah, he's as good as he's going to get, so you might as well go ahead on and play him. If the medical staff is telling me that, you're going to put him out there, Dennis Allen. And Dennis Allen would do just what, what Terry Fontenot did with, with Arthur Smith. When Arthur Smith didn't want to make a QB change and they realized that they were close to a playoff berth and they needed some wins, what happened? He had a, a conversation with him. The next thing you know, that he comes out and said the starter will be Ritter. <laughs> see they got some people in the league that do it right because as a general manager sometimes you got to go there when you see the coach especially this guy ain't been a head coach in 10 years you know it's totally different and he Dennis Dennis Allen or excuse me Mickey Loomis should have been peeking over his shoulder and when them wins them losses start piling up like what they were I would have been having conversations like man what's going on here what do, you, what do we need to get this stuff turned around? But instead, Mickey Loomis was watching the game like me and you watching the game. Like the guy showed the footage and the guy was saying, come on, Mickey. Mickey, you're killing the city. He threw the pass on third and one. You know, he sounded like a Cajun guy. But that Mickey Loomis watching the game like we watching the game. He's seeing that. I'm on. I'm going. I'm, I'm on the elevator, the first elevator down to the field. We're going to have this discussion in the goddamn tunnel. Come over here, Dennis. Let me talk to you. You can't have this, man. The who that nation would tear me up out here. I wouldn't be able to go to Rouse's to shop for groceries. I'm going to have to send the people to do it for me because they're going to be asking me. They're going to be sending me. They're going to be, oh, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. But Mickey Loomis lamped on Dennis Allen. He let him chill too much. He didn't stay over his shoulder. And now you got a four and nine ball club. The U.S. Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career slash USBP. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 
into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 at prizepicks.com/get100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. In a quarterback that he totally alienated. All this is in the hands of Dennis Allen. How do you justify saying he's going to come back strictly off the fact that people telling me it's traditional for most people, most NFL teams to bring back the coach for a second season? I said, that's not traditional. Most of the times they might do that. But in there are circumstances more than a handful where they fired the guy after the first year. Hell, it happens in basketball. It happened uh, two years ago when we fired Stan Van Gundy and put Willie Green over the team. Best decision ever made. And it's the same thing that can happen now. Sometimes the difference is, I think, Den- uh, uh, David Griffin was under fire. We had that cannon on him. I ain't going to lie. I was one of the, la- the main one standing up there roasting them. We was talking about it on the Pelican Post Game Report, laying it out. Don't you know them people did every damn thing we said to do? Even to the point where Dennis, uh, uh, David Griffin stopped talking to the press. And you know he loved to talk to the press. He stopped talking. Trajan Langdon was, I was making mind jokes about Trajan Langdon because you never seen him. Next thing you know, he's visible. And all, all of that laid out. So they hear you. They listen to you because it's free advice. <laughs> they ain't going to pay some son bitch millions of dollars. And this guy sitting up here giving you the game for free. Like that guy telling the truth. Hell yeah, I'm telling the truth because I want to win. I want to win and I don't want no dead ass zombie coach over the top of the team with no vision. You know, so this that's what I that's what I seen, family. I seen that from the top. I said, damn, man. Number one, we old at the top. And Kai Harley, they're talking about he going to an accelerator program so he can get familiar with other teams. They can meet his peers for what? So they can pilfer him from it. So what you doing? How you bringing up these guys and then turn them loose for third round picks? Is you insane? <laughs> Them picks ain't going to be worth uh, 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 three piles of dung unless you know if you got a coach in there that can make that work. You can draft some of the best players in college. And if you have a coach with no vision and no ability to be able to utilize them, it's all for naught. You have a talented team of first-round draft picks that keep losing every year like the Jacksonville Jaguars. All the Jaguars have is first-round draft <laughs> All they have is first round draft picks. They got a quarterback. That's the first. And I ain't talking about like a number 30th pick. No, them people got top 10 picks. They got a quarterback. That's a number one pick. The running backs. and the, They got first round draft picks everywhere. And and nothing but losses piling up from here to Timbuktu. So it ain't about talent. You got to have a guy that takes the talent you have and use it in the in the correct way that bring about wins. And that's the problem. You got to do it. So they're old at the top. You need young, fresh blood there. That's why I'm advocating for Harley to be that guy, to step in that position. Saints elevate him to that position and don't let him go nowhere. We let Fontenot go, but don't let Harley go. Make him the general manager. Put Mickey Loomis a level up 
He ain't going to mess with you. You don't want no smoke. He just won't retire into the sunset or whatever you're going to do. Put Harley there. Let him get his own coach, and we ready for the next 5 to 10 to 20 years in the Saints building. You need fresh blood and a fresh approach, not the two the two steps, which is if, it, if Dennis Allen don't work, let's go and beg Sean Payton to come back. And people, oh, please, Sean Payton. And I said, need I remind you that we didn't fire Coach Payton. Coach Payton resigned. He quit on you. Need I remind you that in 2019, in 2019, let me just talk. I'm talking to the people, all these beggars out here. All these beggars that got their 10 cup out on the sideline begging for, for Sean Payton to come back. Let me remind you of a few factual uh, uh, moments here. Some events that occurred that just because we're in four in a four and nine situation, you might have forgot because you might have forgot this. So let me remind you of why. Peyton's not here. It wasn't the fact that the Saints fired Sean Payton. That wasn't it. Peyton resigned on you. He quit on you. He resigned. He said, you know what? I don't like what's going on. I resigned. Even though he was the one that was responsible for what's going on. He created something in all of his, his arrogance after winning the Super Bowl at one time. And having the top offense in all those years and people telling him he's the great Sean Payton, head as big as the blimp. The next thing you know, he turns around, looks at the team's quarterback position like, uh, I don't know about this. So you don't like your Cesar Ruiz pick? You don't like your Davenport pick? Hmm? You don't like those picks when you could have had much grander talent? You don't like those picks? Hmm? Well, they were your picks. And if you go back and listen to the sports coma, all we were saying was the shit that he was supposed to do. Now he quit out on the team. But don't forget that in 2019, he was talking behind the scenes during the season about leaving the season when he resigned early in that year, a month, I think, before the season was due to end. And the Saints battling for a playoffs position, I think, it was somewhere in November. Yeah, it was somewhere in November of the year, his last year here. Uh, who was it? Glazer. Jay Glazer of Fox reported and said in an interview, we played it here on the sports coma that he was considering he, that he was contemplating retirement in the, in the season and telling people, telling a reporter, which was Jay Glazer outside of the building that he planned on retiring this year. He was, he told him that. And Jay Glazer said that to Rich Eisen on his show. We played it on sports coma. And I said, what? That wasn't even a news item. They didn't even write an article on that. I was the one pushing that. I said, did y'all hear what that guy just said? He just told you that Peyton in November where the Saints fighting for a playoff battle or birth that year was telling the reporter that he was going to retire. Now, you know damn well Sean Payton would have put anybody in the doghouse for thinking like that. He would ridicule any player that was thinking about contemplating retirement during the NFL season. He wouldn't have played that. He would say we got to stay focused and stay on mission. He was violating an off code like a dog. So case in point for the beggars of Sean Payton, Sean Payton left you, not you the other way around. He didn't make a mistake, family. He said that he was done here. He didn't like what he created and he wanted to go somewhere else. Now, after all this time in the season, the regular season is almost over. You got a month worth of games left. You can see a lot leak out. The fact that now his people, his handlers are telling him that he wants a team with a more established quarterback position. Did you get that? Hmm? Did you get that? Remember, Loomis is not a guy that's over your shoulder. You can see that with what he's doing with, with uh, Dennis Allen. He's not over Dennis Allen's shoulder. 
uh, you know, micromanage him. He should, but he lets you guide your own ship. And if you need something, my door is always open. That's the Mickey Loomis approach. We know that. But Sean Payton left you. Not the other way around for a job in the booth for one year, which is what he said. And then he going to come back to coach. It won't be with the Saints. The Saints can't offer him what you're going to pay him 20 million a year. He doesn't want to be down here. Word on the street. He wants to be on the West Coast. We don't know what he's going to do, but I promise you it won't be something that involves the Saints. So the Saints one, two step is to try to keep Dennis Allen or to go back to Sean Payton. Now you tell me what a vision had in that. Hmm? Tell me what a vision had in that. Tell me where the vision is in, in that move. Tell me, show me. Well, Q, Sean Payton won a lot of games in the past. But it's different. I don't go over. Don't be emotional. Stay in logic. Stay in logic here and think about what I'm telling you about Sean Payton. That he is done here. He retired or resigned from the Saints office. They were treating him well. Treating him like a king up there. The media was protecting him and they won't ask no hard questions. So you can't say the media ran the media ran him out of here. They did they were scared to ask him any tough questions. You know, remember we used to challenge that, all that kind of stuff, all that the the lot of the 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 family members here, they was forming protect Sean Payton brigade. You couldn't criticize him, him talking crazy to people that's asking the questions in supermarkets. And then they they ride with him. How dare you ask Coach Payton a question? Well, goddamn. <laughs> but remember, he left your ass. So stop begging, man. Have some goddamn dignity and some integrity. This guy left you. He left you high and dry off a team he built. He didn't take over nobody else's monstrosity. When he had this team, it was a blank canvas that he painted that picture. And now he turned around and won't take the picture off the wall and throw it out because he didn't like what he painted. That's on him. We was telling him the whole time that you shouldn't have took uh, Davenport. Who the hell is uh, Davenport out of UTSA? I'm like, where? That's the first time I ever heard of the University of Texas at San Antonio. I said, what? Who the hell is this guy? You know, and <laughs> Lamar Jackson sitting there the whole time. If that would have been the case when Drew got hurt that first time, Drew, and that was another one. The Saints have a history of holding on to these people too long, man. They were holding on, waiting for Drew Brees to retire. Drew said, I got to go. I can't stay here with y'all. They would have had Drew Brees back here again. You know, Drew Brees, old as dirt. He Moses out there trying to do some stuff. Cannot, can't even get out of harm's way. Crazy, man. But you got to have what I'm saying is you got to have vision. And the Saints showing me right now that they don't have any vision. How you interview a man for eight hours and then go pick the man, the other man, this other man said to pick. How you do that? Obviously, the Saints were interested in this, man. If you talk to him, I don't know nobody that ever interviewed somebody for eight hours in a row. How you keep somebody for eight hours in a row and not not, not be considered kidnapping <laughs> or abduction of something? How do you do that? How do you keep him for eight hours? Eight hours? What are you asking him? What's going on? And that's the second interview. But yet you, after all of that, you go back to the dude, the dude who left the team told you to pick. And we good here. We'll say, you know what, man? We're we going to just get a guy a chance. Give him a chance. Let's see what he do. That's what I said. Get a guy a chance. We don't know, man. Let's see what the dude know. It's hard for him to screw this up. He got his coordinator. He got his same staff in place. That was the whole idea of the season. What changed? It was Dennis Allen. He couldn't reel it in. He couldn't make it win because he don't have the winning mentality, motivation, all this other positive stuff that you need to win in the game. 
So at the end of the day, for my my coach Peyton Spielers, please stop begging for Peyton. That's below you, man. Stop begging for Peyton. Oh, please, Coach Peyton, could you please come back and save the day because the Saints stink? Well, guess what? Well, goddamn, guess who built the goddamn team for all these years and now you want to walk away from them? For a more stable quarterback situation, That w- that's what they said, that they reported that he's interested in a team with a, quote, stable quarterback position or, or situation, end quote. Well, goddamn. You was the one that created the unstable system here in New Orleans. Now you won't bolt, but that's what I'm saying. That, that's not, that, that is low vibrational on every level for you to be doing that begging for this guy because he had post win. And I, he said, well, what the future look like, Q, for the who that nation? Well, there's something to be happy for here. If you look at the Jets, the Giants, the, the Dolphins, they have young coaches, young coaches that are winning. And listen, their situations was more dire than this situation. Let me tell you something. You let me show you how bad Dennis Allen is as a head coach. You got guys, first time coaches in the NFL, Brian DeBall, uh, Robert Salah. These guys, coaches with the ball is, I mean, Salah been there for two years. Uh, McDaniel just got there in Miami. These are new coaches for the first time and each one of their programs is winning. Their programs are competing. They're fighting. They're fighting and they're winning. And then the crazy part about it, the Giants situation, they were losing back-to-back season, having all kinds of issues. They're winning. The Jets was a perennial dumpster fire every year. Robert Sella got them winning. He got them competitive. The Dolphins was another team that had issues. Guess what? The Dolphins are competitive. And those are new, those are first time coaches. Many of those guys, you got a guy here in the same organization for 10 years, was a coach previously, had coaching experience for two and a half years with another team. And prior to that, he was here again then. So you have all this experience. And then them guys, you mean to tell me you can't do what they're doing? And you got a team that's constructed better than their team? All you had to do was get here and just keep doing what the other guy doing. And you got all his people, his whole system? Man, come on now. We can't be out here running and jiffing, jazzy jiffing for Sean Payton, and Sean Payton left you left you hanging, man. Stop calling for coach for Sean Payton when he left you. He left your ass. How you calling for somebody that left your ass, man? Remember what's going on here. Come on, stay logical with me. That man left you high and dry, man, to go talk about the game and then sit up here with all these stories about where well, I almost picked Patrick Mahomes. I'm like, look, you hear this guy here? Yeah? You hear all the stuff he's saying in is in in, 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 <laughs> in retrospect, he's having all these stories about what he's so, supposed to do. And the whole damn time we sit up here saying, dude, why don't you get this, that and the third? The reason why he never drafted a quarterback is because Coach Payton and all the great shit people like to talk about with Sean Payton. He never could develop a young quarterback. That's his kryptonite. He can't do a damn thing with a young quarterback. So he has to get a veteran with that had been in the league, the league for three or four years so that the, he, whatever he going to teach him, the curb is a lot shorter so he can get him. He's not good. That's something he never could do. That's why he never took a quarterback high because he knew that he could never get that quarterback to be on code. He could never teach them the offense or rely upon him and build. That's why he always operated with veterans. He did the same thing when Drew left. He got James. And I was like, why are you dealing with James? Just draft a quarter. No, he wouldn't got him because he can't, he can't, he can't do it. Now he's looking for another situation where somebody did it for him. You see? And it's just quite ironic that he going to the team that he got Drew Brees from the Chargers. How about that for you? How about that for you? 
How about that fight? He get Drew from the Chargers. He get Drew Brees from the Chargers. Now he looking at going to the Chargers to be their coach with uh, Herbert sitting on top. I hear you. I hear you. Just remember all this, fam. The answer is going forward. That's what I'm saying. The answer is vision forward. It's not the fact that they're loyal to Dennis Allen because Dennis Allen ain't working up loyalty points as a head coach for us to rock with him for another year. How you going to sell that to the people without them being pissed off? Some people going to buy it because they're just going to do it. They ain't thinking. Well, I don't care what you do. You can slap shit on top of it. I'll steal you. I don't care. I'm a dumbass fan. But at the same time, if you're a person that appreciates football, you're not like that. You're a person say you're not going to just put anything up on the plate and the plate dirty, the meal stank and say, here you go, eat it. No, I don't play that. I'll take that and smush it in your damn face <laughs> and take a picture of it. Here, take this shit. I'm not doing that. And we're not doing that. The ones that got good sense is not going to sit up here and take Dennis Allen for another year like he's supposed to do better than what he's going to do this year. Remember, he only won four games in his career before. Four games is the most he's did when he was with the Raiders. Guess where he's at right now? Four games. You think he beats the Falcons coming up on Sunday? You think he beats the Cleveland Browns, the Philadelphia Eagles, and Carolina on the back end? And remember, both Atlanta and Carolina are playing very tough football, and they plan for something. Cleveland has, which is the next matchup, has Deshaun Watson, the Saints, struggle against scrambling quarterbacks. They struggle against new quarterbacks like they did against Pickett. Remember that. They struggle against them, which you got Ritter coming out. Then you got Deshaun Watson. They struggle against his type. Like they struggle against Kyler Murray. He struggled against Lamar Jackson. He struggled against all of these guys. And if it wasn't for the Saints, Jameis Winston getting a shot in his back in the last quarter of the game to go and put them points up on Atlanta, you'd have lost that game. That was a miracle finish against Atlanta in week one. You expect that to happen this time? We shall see indeed, my friend. And then Carolina, they all playing tough football right now. Think about what I'm saying here. They don't deserve another chance. And I'm not a guy that says fire people, but I'm not going to take Dennis Allen for another season. I'm sorry, because there I don't see any, any plus in them. So there is no loyalty in the NFL. It's only money. They only care about money. They only care about money. So in knowing that, I say and I propose if they try to push Dennis Allen on you, who that nation, just like there are. And shout out to all the family members that signing all of these, uh, you know, signing up all this stuff to say, you know, we want them out of here and sending it to the Saints. They, they understand people are talking to them. But the next level, if they're not listening, is you don't buy them tickets. You hear me? Watch the game from home, but don't buy them tickets. Don't buy that merchandise. Don't buy that merchandise. Don't do. Don't you do it. Don't give them not one penny of your money if they disrespecting you and think you stupid enough to have another season of Dennis Allen. And they'll have some reporter types that'll be pushing for Dennis Allen in the second season because most of them dudes on the Saints payroll. They don't want most of those guys don't want to lose their press badges. And guess what? Most of them dudes don't even pay for tickets, man. Come on. What you think a press badge is? You're getting there for free. (laughs) They telling you to stay with this man. They don't even pay for no tickets, man. They don't pay for no tickets. <laughs> Only we are paying for tickets and buying all their merch. So, you know, you I'm talking to people because I got just as much invested as you do. And I'm telling you, don't go up there. If they do this, don't buy none of their stuff. I don't care how much they mark it down. Don't attend none of the events. 
Stay away from them and un- make them understand because all they all they care about is money. We want to win and they want the money. It's a it's a it's it's an interesting di- it's an interesting dynamic. They want they want the money. We want you to win. So if you there is no winning with Dennis Allen at the helm, there is no sustained winning with Dennis Allen at the helm. We need you to understand that. And if you're going to rock with them, be prepared for an economic boycott. We will we will make you suffer. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And all that shit you're doing, all that taxpayer money you got when you put $700 million of taxpayer money in the dome to put all these this this stuff where you can see oh look all of the sun the light from the sun is shining through the dome and it lit up the 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 hallways of the dome we don't have to use any electricity we got the light from the dome look at that oh look all of these fanciful escalators that's taking you around in all of these areas where we can buy food not all the food that's marked up three times more than what it's supposed to be we can we can go over there and buy a ten dollar soda pop how about a twenty dollar nacho how about that we can do all of this kind all that we let them get away with we let them get away with all that including oh how about this it's twenty dollars to park on this side but twenty five dollars on that side because it's closer oh wow we let them get away with all that (laughs) when is it gonna get to the point where you put your foot down is what i'm asking now is the time this is disrespect and i'm not taking and i'm asking y'all to ride with me on that man we're not playing with you bastards on this. I'm sorry, man. I'm a I'm a I'm a diehard black and gold dude, straight to the corn cold, but I will not be disrespected by my team or nobody. Bottom line. I put my goddamn foot down. And I want y'all to ride with me on that. Don't be disrespected by this team, man. And if they put Dennis Allen out there, that's a disrespect to your intelligence. I know where the money coming from. I tell y'all this all the time for years. I've been talking to you about the economics of the game. What happens behind the game? That's the reality. I know where the money comes from. I know we're paying the utilities on the dome. They're not doing it. I know about all the tax breaks. I know about the Benson Tower being given to them by the state and the state renting out um, suites in the Benson Tower for double the rent. And then they had to make an arrangement. Once the, see, I ain't going to even get to all that because I know all of that stuff. 
But at the end of the day, don't tolerate this. They, we've given them people everything. The, you gonna hear us on that. You gonna hear us on that, or you gonna lose a lot. That's all I got to say. They know it. I sent people send them the videos. They know what time it is. Come on and play. Come on and play with this. Come on and play. But anyway, with that being said, man, listen. Yeah, twenty buck water. Y'all know y'all being in the dome. I be in the dome too. I'm like, man, how the hell is these nachos? What, what makes these nachos sixteen dollars, eighteen dollars? Huh? You got a twelve dollar Coke. You know something? You go buy. How you got all this stuff marked up this high? What's going on here? What's going on? I can see why these people rich. They taking this shit. They buying this shit wholesale and putting it way up in the sky, way up in the sky. Most of the stuff they get, they make it overseas in some some poor country where the people are slaves and they make it up over there and then they make it dirt cheap and then they bring it back up in. Put big time pay on it. Mark it up severely. To the who that nation and we go out there and buy that shit. I'm just asking for a little discipline. Y'all know what time it is. Y'all been in the dome like I've been in the dome. Hell, it goes on in the arena too. I go up in there with my children and my girl. I'm up in there and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we go up in there, man, we spend a hundred dollars. Like, what the hell is a eighty? That'll be eighty dollars. Eighty for what? <laughs> I'm looking at the lady, eyes bucking, face snarled up. I'm like, what? What? I'm mad. I'm like, man, you're going to take $80 from me. At least make it count for something. What am I giving you? We got three nachos and a couple of Cokes. What's $80, lady? Oh, I'm sorry, sir. That's the price. I'm sitting up here. <laughs> I'm sorry, but y'all know, man. Y'all been. It happened in the smoothie. It's the same people that run the Saints. It's the same people. That run the smooth, that run the Pelicans. It's the same thing. The costs are the same. How is this shit so high? Bro, you like, we need to be competitive. Hell, we done built suites. The money coming from us. We built the suites for you guys. The $700 million renovation over several years. That's the money from us. We paid for the, the parking garages. Why I gotta pay the park? Huh? Well, we gotta pay the police. I thought we paid the police out the tax money. <laughs> I thought the taxes paid the police. Well, what's going on here? You know, you get into an economic debate. You know about what's what, what's going on here? Why y'all see? And that's what I'm saying. You don't we you don't complain. You take that. You take paying for a fifteen dollar coke and twenty dollar nacho. You put up with that. You put you put up with that shit. But at the end of the day, I'm saying, listen, this is the one thing we ain't gonna ride with. I'm telling y'all, I'm sitting up there snurring up Axel. I buy, we buy nachos. I'm like, how much with them damn nachos? I'm handing out 10, 20 bucks. Y'all go get y'all some nachos. I'm thinking like five, six bucks. Like hell. I'm like, man, what? And I'm looking all up under the nachos to see if they got a gold, gold certificate attached to it. I'm like, these goddamn nachos got, these goddamn nachos got to have come with a gold bind or something. Later, they got to have something up in there. They got to have the something going on up in these things. What's up under these nachos here? You know? You, you got life extension technology built into them. What the hell? And why is these nachos cost so much? <laughs> man, I'm telling y'all know it's the truth, man. We let them get away with so much, man. Please don't let them get away with this. Please don't. let. I'm, I'm asking y'all to help me to not let these people get it. We get these people everything. They don't even pay taxes like they supposed to. We let them loophole it all. 
We gave them everything. We paid the lights on them. They, they got the Superdome in the, in the arena. Ain't nobody even up in there on them days. And they got them lit up like it's a Christmas tree. I'm looking at it saying, damn, who paying for that? <laughs> I'm like, even if the Saint, when the Saints and Pelicans aren't playing in their concerts, they get all that. The Saints people get the money, but the unelected commission that sits on top of it, get the money. Do you get a check in the mail? None of that. How you taking this here money and giving it to private endeavors, man? And they making money off of it. And they're telling you that you is your team. Well, if it's my team, God damn it. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to exercise power. That's what the hell I'm going to do. I'm going to exercise power. And if we exercise power, you wouldn't have $16 hot dogs and $20 coats and 20 something dollar goddamn nachos in a building. That's ridiculous, man. That's absolutely ridiculous. And I know most people don't talk like me because I'm not most people. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm actually a person that like the Saints, that that down with the Saints, but I got a fucking brain. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm sorry. We ain't, I ain't no chump, man. I'm not no chump, man. I, I'm, I, I got the game, man. I got it figured out, man. I done figured this out, man. <laughs> anyway, with that being said, fam, I'm going to cut y'all loose, man. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all, man. I hope y'all enjoyed yourself on the show today. Man, the bottom line is, man, we got a game uh, coming up against the Falcons on uh, 12 o'clock at, on a Sunday. We'll be doing a watch party live like we usually do. We got a month worth of games left. Uh, tomorrow, Thursday broadcast, we'll have Big Low on the comas. My dog, Big Low, will be breaking down and previewing the Saints and the Falcons matchup here. Can the Falcons, the Falcons want to split the series with us? Uh, we need to, I, <laughs> I don't know what we going to do, but some kind of way. It's a positive that Eric McCoy is back for the running game. I like that. Just, you know. I just I just don't know about the the mindset of this team because it's so ridiculous. It is so insane that the leaders, the leaders have let me down on this team, too, because I would expect them to, to have more of a leadership approach, being that they have the C on their chest, the captains. But usually when the captains is screwing up, the captains can't open their damn mouths and tell the guys behind them to do anything if they stanking it up. So the problem is a lot of times our captains didn't play as well as they needed to play or play well enough to even talk to the guys behind them. So when the captains are looking bad, they're not going to really say anything to the guys behind them because that would make you a hypocrite because you're supposed to be the model of efficiency. You're supposed to be a model of consistency and you're not doing your job. You're not handling your business. And most of the times people see that and they will say that you can't tell me nothing because you're a hypocrite. You're not doing nothing. You can't tell me to not fumble when you're fumbling. You can't tell me to catch the ball when you're dropping the ball. You can't tell me to block the damn guy when you're not blocking a guy. You can't tell me to uh, don't fall start when you backpedaling and five seconds before the, the ball is snapped <laughs> and you five to 10 uh, uh, feet away from the line, wait for the guy to, to jump, jump into it. Ryan Ramchek. So all the, you can't tell them people nothing. If you out there hypocritical doing it the wrong way. So that's why we don't see too much of them, but let's hopefully they can turn it around. We got a month worth of games, man. Let's make it interesting. So with that being said, I'm going to get out on that land. I appreciate y'all, man. Shout out to Travis. And the rest of the fam, true. I see you, fam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paint lady says, don't ask for extra cheese for them. Not yeah, four dollars a cup. See, y'all know I'm telling y'all the truth. How we done? What's up, Nolans five hundred four? See, Barbara. What's up, Barbara? We let them people get the reason why that's like that is because we let them get away with that for years. We let them get away with a lot of stuff. 
That's why it is like what it is. And I'm telling you, it comes back around. The who that nation back 20 plus years ago when the Saints were stanking, stammering, stanky, funky, wanting all kind of money to redo the dome and all this kind of stuff. I'm telling y'all because I was there. I'm a historian of this stuff. Y'all know I often go to the past and then lay it out for the present into the future. And I'm telling you that it all ha happens in cycles. The last time we was this frustrated and disgusted about the, the play of the Saints was uh, prior to the Coach Payton administration. It was the who that nation, the ones that were really disgusted and said the hell with this was taking off the black and gold gear. They wasn't buying nothing. They wasn't buying the tickets. Things were stinking, stammering, and there was a disconnect bet between the family base and the team because the owner, Tom Benson at the time, Rustin Powell was getting very petulant with the organization. He was making really ridiculous demands and the team wasn't winning. So you're not going to get money from us and you can't even put a successful product on the field. So we put our foot down and it was just fortunate for him because a, a lot of the, the angst of the who really came to amount right prior to Katrina. And he was, th he was threatening to move the team to San Antonio and all that. And who that said, man, we don't care. Okay, what you do, take that sorry ass team and shove it up your you know what. And then ultimately what happened is he was just trying to use San Antonio because he had a, a car dealership out there. He was going to move them out there and he was just fooling around because he was using them as a uh, uh, like as a tool to kind of say, see, I got a place to move the Saints. If you don't act right, you better act right or I'm going to move the team. And it didn't work. Didn't work because you had no leverage. He had no leverage because the team wasn't a winning team. So the who that's got on code and he was forced. He's like, man, if I'm going to keep this, this and do this, that we got to step the game up. So he was forced to get rid of the, the coach that he had and find a more credible guy. He was forced to, but it wasn't like, and, I, and I'm going to go on this another time. And they like to romanticize history. I just tell it like it is. It wasn't the fact that uh, Tom Benson didn't even want Sean Payton. He wanted Gary Kubiak. If you go back and research it, man, I was looking at that the whole time. He wanted Gary Kubiak. Because Kubiak had the resume. Kubiak had two championships as an offensive coordinator. Kubiak had the history of being a quarterback behind John Elway. And he had that offensive coordinator position with Denver. And he won two Super Bowls with Denver. He had the resume. The reason why you didn't end up with Gary Kubiak is because Tom Benson did not want to pay the price that Kubiak wanted to pay. Because Kubiak was, uh, the Texans wanted Kubiak. And he said he'll come to the Saints if you can match the money. And Tom Benson said, nope. I'm not measuring that money. And then he went to Sean Payton. That's how it ended. That's how you got Sean Payton. That is that real romantic that Sean Payton decided? No, that wasn't what happened. <laughs> and we know Green Bay was after Sean Payton at that time too, looking at him. But it came, but it came down that they went away from Kubiak because of the money. Tom Benson was like, he was known for that. He didn't want to spend the money. He won't spend that money. And because Tom Benson, I mean, Tom Benson went to Sean Payton because he was cheaper than Gary Kubiak. That's how you got Sean Payton. And then you got Drew Brees. They're like, Drew came to the city when the city was underwater and all this kind. Oh, he just said, looked at the city and said, listen, the city needs us right now. We're going to put my cape on and we're going to go down to the city of New Orleans. And didn't work like that. The way it worked is the real deal. This is real stuff. Drew Brees told, chose Miami first. It was between two teams. It was between the Saints and the Dolphins. The Dolphins was first on this list. It was the first on his list. And it was Nick Saban. That's right. Alabama head coach Nick Saban was coaching the Miami Dolphins that year. He was the general manager 
and the head coach. He coached there for one year. The team went eight and eight. When he was there, it was it was Nick Saban's call between Dante Culpepper and Drew Brees. And Nick Saban chose Dante Culpepper. And the loser, whoever it was, so if Miami would have chose Drew Brees, you would have ended up with Dante Culpepper. You see how this worked? And they made the call to go with Culpepper over Drew because they thought his shoulder wasn't good enough. And that's when Drew came to New Orleans. <laughs> that don't seem all nice and romantic, do it? With your coach and your such and such. That's how they like to romanticize everything. I just tells it like it is. It was a bunch of BS. So next time somebody told you, Drew came to the city to save the city because the city was underwater, to bring hope to the New Orleanians everywhere, to who that nation. Tell them, take that shit somewhere else, man. I heard the sports call, and I did my research, and I seen exactly what happened. Drew was going to Miami. He wanted to go to Miami. And they chose Culpepper over him, and then he came to New Orleans after. After the fact. Don't sound quite as good, does it? But that's really what happened. <laughs> So on that note, I'm going to get out of here, man. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for letting me talk to y'all. Y'all hit the like button. Appreciate y'all. Hit the subscribe button. Also, feel free to share the show's link on your social media feed. I shall return tomorrow. Big Lord be in the building on the Sports Coma. We'll be previewing on our Thursday stream, the Saints and the Falcons. Uh, second match up here. Can the Saints get a win? We'll find out. We will find out. And we'll talk about it tomorrow on the stream. So with that being said, I'm going to get on out. Listen, I love y'all. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shop. We got holiday specials going on at the Pro Shop. Links in the description section below. The Fire DA merch is also available. Show your support for something that's valuable. Get this clown ass dude off our team. Could you help me, please? Could you help us spark a, a evolution? Not a rev to go back. A rev to go backwards, but an evolution to go forward and get this bum off the top of the team so we can experience success again. Can you help me? Check out the pro shop link in the description section below. They got the the, the shirts right there. You can get 25 up to 25% off on all merch in the pro shop link in the description section below. Also, the hat, the pro hat shop is also open. There's several different uh, hats available from the, the sports coma collection, different ones and really nice uh, cap collection that the team helped put together with me. Uh, beanies are there too. the great same thing, tank caps and beanies. All that stuff is in the links in the description section below. And remember, the purchases help out the platform to help us continue to grow and thrive and be successful like we supposed to be in who that nation. So with that, I'm going to get on out. I love y'all. Appreciate y'all. I'll see y'all on Thursday. Who that to you? Yeah. Huh? Boogie like Benson. I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah. This is where we do that. 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 Boogie like Benson. I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma. This is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like Elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in. That was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town. Duck down. Falcons pluck get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you can probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah. Like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. 
News on winning, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. merch to support the platform available at the pro shops we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family unisex tees for men and women hoodies and sweatshirts tank tops kids and baby items long sleeve tees mugs pillows wall art bath bedding face masks phone cases stickers bags fanny packs socks hats and many other items please feel free to check out the pro shops the link is in the description section below and remember it helps the platform continue to grow check out the pro shop and who that's it daily.com that's right the who that daily.com your one-stop shop for everything new Orleans saints new Orleans pelican lsu tigers even the top flight boxing so if you're a who that you're looking for a place to stay up on your team who that daily.com is your site looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season test your skills on prize picks the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.